Hey y'all, welcome back to Samantha's Beauty Confessions. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to mention that if my voice sounds different at all, it's because I've been really sick for the past two weeks. And my voice, it's been like super raspy for the longest time, which I'm not really mad about. But it is finally starting to go back to normal. We're just not 100% there yet. So I wanted to mention that before we got started. Today, I'm going to be doing a solo episode, and I'm really excited about this one because it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. As some of you may know, I got a divorce four years ago, and honestly, I can't believe it's already been four years. I've wanted to record this episode since probably year number one. I just never really knew how to do it, but what a full circle moment that I now have a podcast and I'm able to share these longer form pieces of content with you. So today, I want to share with you some of the things that I've learned about myself and just life lessons in general, I guess, over the last four years. And in true Samantha fashion, I have divided this into four categories just so that I'm able to keep things as organized as possible. I'm going to be sharing with you how divorce changed me, the things that I'm glad I did, things I regret doing, and the things that have really surprised me. Welcome to Samantha's Beauty Confessions, where we engage in authentic conversations and confess everything it takes to turn our dreams into a reality. Together, we'll unlock your unique beauty and guide you toward living the life of your dreams. Get ready to go beyond the highlight reel, embrace the journey, and grow together, one conversation at a time. I want to briefly tell you a little bit about my marriage, just in case anyone listening doesn't know. So I was married for right under three years. I think that I filed for divorce like, I don't know, three weeks before my third anniversary. And before we got married, I think I dated him for like two, two and a half years. So we'll just say we were together for about five to six years total, but married for almost three. When I got married, I was 26 years old. And I remember just feeling like it was the next thing to do, you know, like we'd been together for a while, we didn't fight, and that had to mean happily ever after, right? Of course, I'm kidding when I say that, but that really is what I thought. And so that's exactly what I did. I don't want to get too in-depth about my marriage just because I don't feel like it's fair to my ex-husband to share all those details. But what I do want to add is that when I look back at that time in my life now, I think that the thing I liked most about him was that he felt safe. I trusted him. And trust has never really been something that I was very good at throughout my life, so I think I just latched on to that. I filed for divorce because I found out my ex-husband had been lying to me and had been doing drugs behind my back. To this day, I still have no idea how long this had been going on, and I have no idea what drugs he was actually doing, but the only reason I was able to find out about it was because he had a bad reaction to whatever drug he was on, and he ended up having to go to ICU and later being transferred to a behavioral unit. The craziest thing to me, though, is that when I look back at that time in my life, I knew. I knew something was going on, but again, I trusted him. And so I just kept making up these excuses and telling myself that I was crazy for ever thinking he'd do something like that. Anytime I'd voice my concerns to him, he would tell me that the only reason I thought he was acting different was because I was working too much. And to be completely honest with you, I was working a lot, so I just believed him. But deep down, I knew. 
Again, this episode is not about my marriage, so that's all I'm going to share about that for now. And now it's time to get into the things that I've learned since getting a divorce. The first category is how divorce has changed me. And I mentioned earlier that I always felt like I couldn't trust people. But after my divorce, I find that I don't feel as if I can trust myself either. And if anybody else out there listening feels the same way, that can be really, really hard to navigate. Because if you can't depend on yourself and you can't trust in yourself, then who can you trust, right? And I guess, like, it's just hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that I was living with someone who was lying to me daily and doing things behind my back daily. And, like, I can't quite understand how I didn't notice all that. It makes me question my own judgment, Um, I've always thought of myself as a really intuitive person, and I've always been somebody who, you know, this isn't a good quality about me, but a few years ago, before my divorce, if a friend of mine would have told me that they were getting a divorce because their spouse had been doing drugs behind their back, you wouldn't have been able to convince me that they didn't know, which, full circle moment, I guess that's kind of life's way of teaching you a lesson, is that the one thing that you are so dead set on about about other people's lives happens to you, and then you're able to see things from a whole new perspective, which kind of takes me to my next point. I also feel like getting a divorce made me more understanding, which is a huge positive. Before my divorce, I used to say I will never all the time. I'll never get a divorce. My kids will never act like that. I'll never be like this. I'll never do that. But now, you rarely ever catch me saying anything like that because, honestly, until we have been in the exact situation, we have no idea how we'll react. We don't know how we're going to respond to anything because there are so many emotions and feelings and history or whatever. There's so much involved in each person's situation that you literally cannot know or understand until you are in it with them. And so I guess like my point in saying this one is just to let everybody listening know that we all as a society need to be more understanding of people and more empathetic of people and just try to not look at people from an angle of judgment and look at them as more from an angle of understanding. Because again, We have no idea what's going on behind closed doors. It's also made me more open with my feelings and with my emotions. I always say that there's two versions of me. There's pre-divorce Samantha and post-divorce Samantha. The pre-divorce version of me always wanted to appear as perfect. Even if I was sad, I would suck it up, put a smile on, and go on about my day. I never wanted to let anybody know when they had hurt me or made me mad or anything. But now I'm the opposite. And I think it's because... When I was going through all of that, I was so broken down that I just, I wasn't able to put on that fake smile. I wasn't able to leave my problems at the door. And to be honest, I needed help and I was willing to take that help from anybody who was offering. And so over time, what I realized is that once I let my guard down, I started to feel so much better about all areas of my life. And I started to feel more at peace because. I was actually being a real human. I wasn't being this quote-unquote perfected version of myself, and there's so much peace in that. It's also made me more willing to take risks. And there may be a few of you listening who are close to me that are laughing right now, but hold on a second because 
I'm not saying that I am a risky person at all because I know that I'm not. But what I mean is, is that before I got a divorce, I was terrified to do anything that could result in failure. And so I just wouldn't do it at all. But now I feel like I've experienced one of the ultimate failures. And so those little failures along the way, they don't seem to scare me anymore. And that's a really, really positive thing as well, which kind of brings me into my next point about one of the things that I'm glad that I did. And the first one is I'm really glad that I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. I may have mentioned this a little bit in an earlier episode, but basically one month exactly after I got a divorce, I was asked to go to Los Angeles to work with a brand on the launch of their new color line. And I remember when they called and asked me to do it, like my automatic answer was no. I just kept thinking there's no way that that I am the person right now in my life that can get on a plane and go and be photographed and filmed and social and just be around all these people when I'm feeling this unhappy, sad, depressed, whatever you want to call it. But I thought about it for a couple of days and I just kept thinking like, this is what you've wanted for so long. This is what you have worked for for so long. And if you say no, you're probably not going to get another opportunity. And so somehow I got on a plane and I went and I did it. I did it scared and I made it. I always joke and say that I wish somehow I could reach out to that brand and get those videos that I did because like there is no way that I would even recognize that person. I just can't even imagine the pain that I was feeling. It honestly makes me sad to think about. But like, you know, whenever you overcome something like that, I think it would be kind of cool to just be able to visually see the person I was then and and almost like see how much I've come or how far I've come since that very moment of feeling so broken down. But anyways, I'm, I was just extremely proud of myself for putting myself out there, for pushing myself out of my comfort zone and for taking a risk, even though I was scared as heck to do it. I'm also happy that I decided to share my story. I'm happy that I decided to just take ownership of what had happened and just put it out there so that the story didn't own me anymore. I think for so long, I I felt embarrassed that people knew that my marriage had failed, and I worried myself sick about what people were going to say about me or think about me. But you know what? Like, what people think about us is none of our business. And what I found is that the minute that we take ownership of our situation and of our story, it no longer shames us. It no longer owns and controls us. It's like everything kind of disappears because that that rain cloud that's been living over our heads for so long, it's gone. And I don't know, I just, I feel very lucky that, that I've been able to, to share my story with so many of you. And I feel very, very thankful for the opportunities I've been given to do so because I've gotten so many messages from from some of you and I know that this podcast will resonate with some of you and I feel like any time that you can open up and be vulnerable, even if it's about something you're not proud of, like I'm not proud of my divorce, but I think that my divorce, that whole situation happened to me because I think I I was meant to share my my experience and all the things I've learned. And I think that if I am able to help at least one person, then it's all worth it. I'm also really proud of myself for going to therapy, 
for the longest time, I would just sit down and have talks with people, with like clients, with friends, with family, honestly, with anybody that would listen to me. And I would try to to therapize myself through these conversations. So I would bring up a specific topic and I would tell people about it. I'd get their perspectives. And then I'd take little bits and pieces from each of the conversations and try to diagnose myself. Then I would read books and I would read blogs. I listened to podcasts. I took pretty much every single personality test that I could possibly find. And while all of these things did help me, I am not a therapist and I don't have the ability to diagnose or heal myself, right? And so I finally realized it was time to call in the professionals because, to be completely honest with you, my divorce was a result of me as an unhealed human from childhood, right? The decisions that we all make stem from other decisions or experiences that we've had throughout our lives. And for me, my issues quote-unquote issues. I hate saying the word issues. But anyways, my quote-unquote issues stem all the way back to my childhood. And every big T or little T trauma that I went through during that time in my life led me to my next decision and so on and so on. And it just kind of snowballed into this bigger thing that I am nowhere near certified to deal with on my own. And while I'm glad that I did start going to therapy, I do wish that I would have went sooner, which brings me to the things that I regret doing. So I regret that I didn't start it earlier because I feel like now it's it's harder for me to to remember exactly what was going on. It takes a lot more time and it takes a lot more work personally to kind of figure out certain things that have happened four years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. So I wish I would have started sooner, but I am trying to be a little um, understanding with myself as to why I didn't, because I think at the time of my divorce, it just felt so heavy for me. Like, I knew I was going to have to bring up issues from my childhood and my relationship with my dad and just all of those things. And at the time, I didn't feel like I could take on anything else, like not one single thing I couldn't add to my plate. I just felt very, very overwhelmed. And so I didn't. Um but yeah, that's that's the number one thing I wish I had done sooner. The next thing I wish I would have done sooner, the next thing I regret doing, is I regret being so trusting with people. And I know this may be a little confusing or sound a little confusing because earlier I mentioned that I have an issue trusting people. But here's the difference. Here's what I mean. So I don't trust people at first. But once I trust you, I trust you like a million percent. And that's the thing that I regret. Because the truth is that people change. And just because you trusted somebody a year ago or 10 years ago, it doesn't mean that you trust the person that they are today in this current moment. And that is something that has been kind of hard for me to realize. I also regret not listening to myself, to not trusting my intuition. I regret allowing somebody to continually gaslight me into believing something that I knew in my core was not the truth. It's so important for us to trust our instincts. And yes, sometimes we think things or we feel things that aren't accurate, but it's still important that we look into those things because even if they're not 100% correct, chances are, if something feels off to you, it probably is. Okay, and now on to the things that surprised me. The first thing is that grief has no timeline. I was so confident in my decision to file for divorce. 
And because of this, I just kind of assumed that my journey was going to be easy from there. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Triggers pop up at the most unexpected times. And when they do, it's like all of that healing and all of that growth that you've been through up until that very moment, it's just gone. And you're right back at square one. A good example of this is last year, one of my dogs passed away. And this dog was technically my ex-husband's dog. And when he died, I legit had a meltdown, like for days. I'm talking a meltdown like I was sobbing uncontrollably at the convenience store because the lady said, how's your day going? Just broke down right then and there, told her my whole life story about my dog. She was probably like, oh my gosh, I should have never asked. This lady is losing it. But it was it was a lot of trauma and grief and hurt that I just had never processed. And And then when my dog passed away, like, that added to it. And again, it's just that snowball. Like, everything is so much bigger than just one instance, or most things are bigger than one instance. And usually, if somebody has a reaction like I did when my dog passed away, there's a little bit more to it, right? Another thing that really surprised me was how much I lost myself during my marriage. This is something that I didn't realize until later, but my boyfriend now, John, so he knew me before I was ever married to my ex because we went to school together. So he didn't talk to me at all, really, when I was married. But then, obviously, we reconnected, and he always says that I am no different than I was then. Like, he, he doesn't think I've changed at all. Whereas my stepdad, he came into my life when I was with my ex. And now that I'm not, he almost thinks of me as two totally different people. And he's so right because... I really did lose myself during that time. And it's not my ex-husband's fault. It's no one's fault at all. It's just, it is. And Kelsey Ballerini, I have to give her a plug here again because she has a song called Leave Me Again. And it's honestly the perfect representation of what I'm talking about. I think that whether it's a marriage or a friendship or you know a family relationship or whatever, I think that sometimes we're so wrapped up in trying to make something work or trying to be a good friend to somebody or trying to put yourself in a position that you don't really want to be in or whatever the case is, that we end up losing who we truly are because we've just become so wrapped up in this moment. And that's exactly what happened. And to end this on a positive note, the last thing that surprised me was the people who were there for me during that time. I had people reaching out to help me with my yard, people bringing me dinner, inviting me to church taking me to their family events just so that I didn't have to be alone because they knew how sad I was. And like, it was people that I would have never expected to be there for me. The saying, you find out who your friends are, is honestly something that I would have said was so cliche before all of this happened to me. But it's so true because you really, really do find out who who your true friends are in difficult times in your life. And so for anybody who I'm getting emotional talking about it, but like, I just, I'll never be able to express how grateful I am for each and every person who was there for me. Whether you just let me cry on your shoulder or whether you helped cook me dinner or whatever you helped me with, just being there, just having support when I felt so alone, it it means more than I will ever be able to tell you. I truly, truly, truly don't know if I could have survived without all of you. Whew, that was heavy. So I'm going to try to to kind of shift it to end this out. So, so what's next for me? I feel like people ask me, what's next? Like, 
Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know, do you want to have kids? Do you want to get remarried? And honestly, this question makes me feel so, so anxious. Like, I feel as if that's another a, another result of going through all that is that I feel like setting goals now causes me more anxiety than it used to because I realize how quickly things can change. Like literally at the drop of a hat, your life can be flipped upside down and and changed completely and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Like we are only in control of ourselves and we can't change or control how other people react, control what other people do. Like we're only responsible for us. And so I feel like it's hard for me now to set goals and expectations because it feels like a recipe for disaster, which is also something that I'm working on in therapy. But I guess what I can say is that I'm working on spending more time doing the things that make me happy. I think that although life hasn't worked out the way that I planned for it to, there's actually so much beauty in the phase that I'm in right now. Like I don't have kids. I don't have anybody else I'm responsible for other than myself. I'm free to just like book a flight and leave tomorrow if I want to. And so I'm just trying to learn how to be present and how to enjoy it. Not saying I'm good at it. I'm just trying. I'm also trying to let go of the expectations that society has or that I feel society has for me. I think that for so long I believed that I was on this timeline and, you know, I needed to get married and have kids and build a house and all the things. But really, I'm trying to to set back and figure out what I really want for myself, not what I feel I should want because society tells me so. I would, however, like to build a new house or buy a new house or do something with a new house. So if anyone listening lives in Oklahoma and knows of a good house for me, please let me know because so far the only houses that I have found are either too big, they have way too much land, or they're just extremely overpriced. But I am 1 million percent ready to leave my current house, so please keep an eye out because I feel like that's going to have its own like healing process for me to have to get over. And I'm just, I'm honestly just so ready to get past all that. So anyways, that is all that I have for today. And I know this episode was really personal, but I hope that you all enjoyed it. And as I always say, if this episode helped at least one of you, then I am doing my job. It's time for me to announce the winners of the podcast launch giveaway. And I am selecting three winners because we are giving away three prizes. So the winner of the Amika Double Agent 2-in-1 Blow Dryer and Straightening Brush is Nate and Erica. The winner for the $75 gift card to the store of your choice is Color by Brinley, B-R-I-N-D-L-E-Y. And then the winner of the Line 1 Waiver is Styles by M. Wickle. And I hope I said the last part right. It's W-I-C-K-E-L. If you are one of the three winners, please DM me on Instagram and let me know that you heard this and you will get your prizes. And you must message me within two weeks of this episode coming out. Congratulations to all three winners. And I can't wait for you to all receive your prizes. I hope that you all have an amazing week and I will talk to you again on Monday. Okay, y'all, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to follow the show on whatever platform you're listening and leave a rating and review to show your support so we can continue growing together. If today's episode really resonated with you, you can always share it to your story and be sure to tag me so I can personally thank you. I appreciate each and every one of you and I'll talk to you again next week.